2: Welcome to Talk is Jericho. It's the pot of thunder and rock and roll and the home of the Duff McKagan joke of the week. Chris Jericho, Duff McKagan calling you from Atlanta, Georgia. I hope you're doing well, my friend and everybody out there. Listen, I grilled a chicken for two hours. He still wouldn't tell me why he crossed the road. Thank you very much. Goodbye. That's a good one. (laughs) I actually like that one. Thank you, Duff calling all the way from Atlanta, Georgia, home of Fozzie. Touring currently with Guns N' Roses, as always, and still delivering the jokes every Friday. We love you, Duff. And Fozzie is going back on the road again soon. Spotlight in North America starts October 19th in Chattanooga, Tennessee. We're coming to Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, Wisconsin, Iowa, Nebraska. Before we wrap up this leg, November 6th in Memphis, go to FozzyRock.com to see all the dates and all ticket information. And, of course, we're doing our famous VIP meet and greet. It's the best of the business. We meet you. We take pictures with you. We play a private set for you. We even let you sing. Don't forget as well, October 8th, we're going to be at the last drive in Joe Bob's Jamboree, Once again, coming to rock with you on October 8th. Go to joebobsjamboree.com to get all the information in Las Vegas. All right, fozzyrock.com for us as well. And is also coming back to the UK. So much rock and roll happening. Spotlight in the UK kicks off February 16th in Newport, Wales. Tickets to the show and to the meet and greets are available now. Also at fozzyrock.com. All right, today on the show, we're digging into the Flat Earth Conspiracy and how Elon Musk... SpaceX, the moon landing, and NASA all play a part in this belief that we do not live on a round globe-shaped planet, but in fact live on a plane. And I'm not talking about one that flies through the air. I'm talking about a plane like the plains of Spain. We talk about aliens and UFOs and even what the sinking of the Titanic has to do with the flat Earth theory. Flat Earther David Weiss from the DITRH YouTube channel is back on the show to explain how the space race fits into this. So give it a listen and decide for yourself. It's definitely interesting, even if you don't believe in it. Flat Earth and the Space Race starts right now on Talk Is Jericho. Okay, so returning here to Talk Is Jericho is uh, David Weiss. This is probably your third or fourth time you've been on the show. I think third or fourth, somewhere in there. So we're back to, to business here, talking about kind of all the updates That you have, you've reached out to me probably a couple months ago. Our schedules have been quite busy, but now we're kind of going to refresh what's been going on. So why don't you just kind of kick it off? You reached out to me to kind of give us a little bit of an update. So tell us what's been going on. Let's go through all the the recent developments.
1: Yeah, there's so much, and and you know, people just for those of you hearing it for the first time, uh, flat Earth. Oh my God, we all had the same reaction. We're all like, Oh my God, flat Earth is the dumbest thing ever. We refuse to look at it. You know, and then you Google flat Earth. And you get the Flatter Society, and the Flatter Society is completely illegitimate. It is a fake government-run disinformation place to make you laugh at Flatter so you'll never look at it again. And Chris, you and I both know the only legitimate society is the Jericho Appreciation Society. So.
2: <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thank you. So why, is,
2: why are you saying the Flatter Society is not legit? Yeah, if you go there, um, that's the one that Google will
1: serve you, strike number one. You know, you you Google Flat Earth, you're going to end up there. You're going to see the disk floating in space. Right. We're not a disk floating in space. No Flat Earther believes that. But people that laugh at Flat Earth think that we believe that we're a disk floating in space. And uh, that's not the case at all. And then, uh, you know, they say stupid things like gravity is the Earth rising up at 9.8 meters per second. Nobody believes that. So that's a place that will that'll make you believe something where a turnip floating in space, where water is falling off the edge and all the other planets around. We don't believe any of that. And this is not about believing. This is about knowing because it's easy to believe anything you believe that I live on the East Coast. You don't know it until you take the time and
2: effort. Right. And uh, it's easier to believe than to know. So once again, it's refreshing what we talked about before, because we've discussed flat earth what it was a few years ago. It's not a flat disk floating in space. You've got a a graphic behind you that says this is not flat earth. So what is your definition of what flat earth is? So the way I look at it
1: is, you know, large bodies of water at rest need containment. Like a glass of water has a container, a tub has a container, a pond has a container, a lake is a bigger pond. The world oceans need a container. What is that container? That container is the the land that surrounds all of the oceans and that land is known as Antarctica. Okay. Antarctica is the highest land on earth. It's the shoreline around our world. Now for anyone that's briefly heard about flat earth, you heard about the ice wall, you know, game of Thrones, ice wall. That's not the ice wall. Antarctica is the highest continent on earth. It's plateau is way above ocean level. So that's the wall that contains the water of our land. What's in the outer space beyond there. We don't know. Now we could speculate, but we don't need to speculate to prove the earth is not a spinning ball. We're gonna discuss things that we can measure and scientifically prove without speculation. You wanna speculate what's out here? One of my favorite things to do, uh, we could speculate about extraterrestrials on extra terra, but I don't have any proof of that. A Lot of evidence, but no proof. I can prove that the earth is not spinning because there's no measurement of axial rotation. I can prove that it's not, there's no curvature Especially for the size that they tell us, because we can see much, much farther than they tell us. I can prove that you can't have high pressure next to low pressure without a physical container. What do I mean by that? You go on YouTube and search vacuum chamber, you know, soda can and vacuum chamber, suck the air out, the can explodes. Gas needs to equalize unless it's in a container. So, where's the container on the globe Earth? There is no container. We're on a ball. The, the official story is we're on a ball surrounded by water. Surrounded by air adjacent to a vacuum, the void of space, right? The low, low pressure, right? That is scientifically impossible, right? They tell us that we're spinning. Chris, you enjoy a sunset, right? Over the ocean. Yeah. So you're watching the sunset. And if you watch that sunset with a clear mind and using your God-given common senses, you'll see that the sun is just going away and it's going beyond what we call the horizon. We can get into that. But if you live on the heliocentric world, the globe model, you have to believe that you're on a ball falling over backwards faster than the speed of sound. And that's making the sun appear to go down. You know, the sun appears to go down. The stars appear to rise. The moon and the sun appear to rise and cross the sky and set. But they're not. We're spinning and they're staying still. That's ridiculous. Not only are we spinning, we're orbiting the sun at 66,600 miles an hour. Okay? Mm-hmm. We're chasing the sun at a half a million miles per hour. Can you even fathom what that is? No, <laughs> no, you can't. And here's the thing: they t- they never taught us to teach in big numbers. If you go on YouTube and you search the hypersonic sled track, it's a short video, thirty seconds, I think, and it shows you a rocket sled track um, where they were testing how fast they can make it go, and they made it go 8.6 times the speed of sound, Mach 8.6. Mach 8.6, and when you watch this thing, you can't even see it go by. You can barely fathom what's happening here. But if you live on the heliocentric model, you have to believe that you're going 10 times faster than that around the sun in an elliptical, right? Not a straight line, right? If you're going in a straight line, you could argue that you wouldn't feel the motion. But when you turn... The energy goes inside. If you have a, a cup of coffee in a car going 100 miles an hour, that car speeds up, slows down, or takes the slightest turn, the coffee's going out of the cup. Right. And, and we're chasing the sun at 100 times faster than that. You can't even fathom. Your brain, your brain short circuits. But when we go out in nature, we see like perfectly calm lakes on a calm morning. The water is contained, it's not moving. Common sense tells you that we're not moving but absolute and total nonsense by failed comedians and you know actors tell you that we're spinning whirling and twirling like corkscrewing through space never to return to where we were
2: before so just to go back on some of those things you said so what is what is the proof that that we live on a flat earth for example when you mentioned you know kind of the, it's the same thing that happened with the with the submarine searching for the titanic when the air leaves it gets ingested and explodes and you're saying that the earth doesn't do that Why not? If if it's not going to do it in a flat Earth situation, why? Well, so
1: because we're we're whatever this realm is, we're contained, and there is some sort of containment up there. I believe the highest anyone has ever gotten is maybe seventy six miles, somewhere around there. Hmm. But again, we're we're relying on third party information. The there was a uh, rocket called the Go Fast Rocket. Have you heard of the Go Fast Rocket? I, I don't think I have, no. And the GoFast rocket was, so when you watch NASA or Elon Musk or anybody, their rockets go up, they curve over, and they go out into the Bermuda Triangle. And if you ask me, that's where they're crashing. There's a place called Point Nemo. Look that up. And there's all sorts of discarded satellites and rockets, supposedly. I just think that they're crashed rockets um, out in the ocean. They basically just show us um, green screens. But uh, Red Bull did a uh, sponsored a amateur rocket it went, went straight up 76, 70, 72 miles, and then all of a sudden it went kerplunk and it hit something. It stopped spinning. It was floating very, very strange. And it was, it was actually very interesting because we could see the moon. And the moon at that time was over Australia, and this was over, this took off over our, New Mexico. No, Arizona, 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 and Mexico. Whatever. Um, that would be impossible on the heliocentric model because it's on the other side of the of the globe. The only way that could
2: happen is on a flat Earth. Um, and then how about the same thing? So you're you're saying we're contained? Like, so are you saying that we, in your opinion, we never went to the moon, for example? Oh,
1: absolutely. The the whole moon landing. That's a, we can do a whole show on that. <laughs> there's there's so many so many things with that. You know, and you, a lot of people have heard them. And then, you know, if you Google moon landing hoax, you're just going to get fed propaganda after propaganda after propaganda. But if you, you know, if you look at the moon landing, it is absolutely ridiculous. For example, when you look at the LEM, it's made of cardboard and paper mache and tinfoil and curtain rods. And no structural engineer could look at this and say uh, that it could do anything. Mm-hmm. And if you look right down on the very bottom, and if you go get a picture of the LEM and look at the very bottom... It had that's where the 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 nozzle of the rocket is, okay? Right. Um, when it actually took off, it leaves that on the bottom. So if you look, the nozzle's on the very bottom, and all of a sudden there's an explosion, and it just takes off and it goes up. So you have to believe that there's two guys in there, not even in chairs, and this thing's gonna go up and it's gonna intersect with an orbiting orbiter. Right, right. Absolute, absolute ridiculous, you know? And when when you look at when you look at the lem. I mean, there's there's no way that this thing. You know, if you look at it close up, you got this paneling here. Like if they sheetrocked your basement like that, you would ask for a refund. The people that defend the moon landing just have never really have never never looked at it. Have never actually you know believed that Nixon made a phone call to the guys on the moon when we we can barely you know <laughs> in in 1970. Right. 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 Absolute and total total
0: nonsense.
2: Dave, over the last few years since since we first started speaking, has the support for the flat earth concept grown? The debate is still going on, but has it gotten a little bit more on your side of the coin or is it it still a lot of people fighting it or what's been going on on that end of things?
1: So you have you have people that are completely ignorant and that's not an insult. That's just people that are ignorant that have been brainwashed since birth to believe in the globe and they uh, they don't look. Um, and they argue what they've been told. Oh, what about chips over the horizon? What about seasons? What about time zones? What about, you know, I could drink a glass of water on an airplane and you know, all, of, all of these things that are pre programmed responses. It's only the people that really look into it. So then, that, then you have your, I call them paid or possessed trolls. They're either paid or possessed. There's really no difference. And they're fighting for their enslavement, because the heliocentric system is a prism for your mind. It is the enslaver of humanity. And then there's the people that are waking up. And I could actually prove that the Flat Earth uh, Movement, if you want to call it a movement, I could call it the Awakening, is growing. This, What I'm showing here, this is called the Friend Finder on my app, the Flat Earth, Sun, Moon, and Zodiac Clock app. These are just the people near me that have the Friend Finder, not even all the people that have the app. And I think it's 1% of the people that are Flat Earthers. It's absolutely insane. If you look at the UK, yeah. so so there's uh, plenty of Flat Earthers over there. Look for some Flat earth signs in the audience. I'm sure they're going to be there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Just going through some of the topics that you sent me. So how is it possible there's still a debate when you have all the proof and all the answers here?
1: Because people are lazy and they don't want to look at actual evidence. So let's look at a couple of proofs that will absolutely prove it. So on a ball, Chris... On a ball, there's a set amount of curvature. And when you go beyond that curve, there's a physical curve. And like I'm holding a ball in front of my face right now, and you can't see my mouth because of a physical curve. Zooming in isn't going to help because there's a physical curve. The problem is our horizon, which I call the horizontal eye zone, is not a physical place. And we can see things beyond the necessary limit that the ball would allow. Now they tell us the ball is 24,901 miles around, right? Most Globers don't know that, flat earthers know it. You know, we we know the globe model way better than globe people because if you knew the globe model, you would be a flat earther. People just think they know it, okay? Right. I, I, they don't realize, we're told that the earth is so big that you can't sit, perceive the curve. But then they want to tell us that we could see boats going over the horizon. Using their math, a six foot tall person standing at the edge of perfectly calm water shouldn't be able to see the surface of the water beyond three miles because at three miles, there's a six-foot drop. So they can't see over that curve. So that's their horizontal eye zone, their horizon. So they can't see beyond three miles. But if you're watching a sunset or boats out in the water, you can see them way, way farther out. And they do appear to disappear from the bottom up, but you can zoom back in and you can see them again. The problem is when you're looking at stuff over water down low, the air is thick and it becomes miragey and it becomes opaque over distance you don't even realize that but from the top of a mountain uh the air is much clearer and you can see farther using the globe earth calculator i'm showing a picture here which is a world record shot and we could see um eight different mountaintops that are over 700 miles away now that's hmm, maybe that's not enough to see the curve 700 miles photographed from this elevation the tops of these mountains should be over 40 miles below a physical curve. Okay, right. And, but we can see them all. Now, if we could see one, the Glober could say, well, that's a cloud that looks like the top. No, we can see all of them in the right positions, in the right shapes. We can see them. Well, the curve calculator is wrong.
2: We're looking, at, we're looking at basically like eight mountains here on a horizon that you can see when you, what you're saying is that there was a curve. They would be slowly going down like a, like a flight of stairs and you, would, you, would, you wouldn't see them after a while.
1: Right. Hold like a basketball in front of your face and try to look at something, you know, a couple inches over the horizon of that basketball. Right. And I'm not talking a couple inches. I'm talking 40 miles. So you can argue you can argue sometimes Globers argue, hey, you know, it's not 40 miles of drop. You, you have to share it because you're down halfway on one side and it's down halfway the other side. And that's a really dumb argument. But I'll give it to them because we don't need it. That would be 20 miles of curvature. We can still see the mountains. We can still see them we win again and and chris recently we uh we've exposed some pilots have given us some time-lapse photography i'm going to try to explain this one through and, and and ask questions if you're not if you're not getting it so you're standing on a runway and you're looking forward it's nighttime and you can see some stars near the horizon so those stars are in front of you they're down on the horizon now if you flew halfway down over those ball over the ball so now you the nose of the plane is pointing straight down Okay, because you're mm-hmm. flying over a ball, those same stars should be straight up above you. You following me? Yeah. So that's absolutely true. So I get this is a flight. There's a whole bunch of them from this is from um, Berlin to uh, Brazil, I believe, somewhere in South America. And why they're flying? None of these stars are rotating up. They should be processing up. Now this is a Google Earth simulation. Google, we say, hey, I'm going to fly me from you know from Berlin to Brazil, and it shows all of the stars processing. They should go up. 40 degrees minimum. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They should go up more than 40 degrees, but they don't. In reality, shows us a flat plane. Airplanes fly over a flat stationary plane. All CIA, FAA documents, NASA documents say all of their testing of all of their flying devices use a flat, non-rotating Earth. Why would they use that? Google Earth Simulation says this. This is what you would rationally understand would be the truth if we lived on a ball. Reality shows you a level nut plane with stars that do not process upwards. This here alone absolutely 100% proves that we don't live on a globe.
2: So once again, I know we've discussed this before. Why isn't this coming out as being more of a truth? Is it, is it some kind of a psyop or something? Or what do you think?
1: Yeah. So, so if it was a psyop, you know, I've been at this since 2014. Uh, Flat Earth has been around forever. Some scientists, some physicists, somebody would have come out with some proof. You know, we have tons of us offering rewards. I offer three Bitcoins for one globe proof, three Bitcoins, one globe proof. Simple. No one has been able to come up with it other than like, well, the calculations and, you know, and, uh, you know, I can make this plan. You know, math is not reality. Math can describe anything you want. I could show you how math can show a ball, and you know, if you look at the Aristophanes with his sticks and shadows, um, it works perfectly on a flat plane. But you know, school will teach you only one side of the argument. Why aren't they teaching you both? Mm-hmm. And so, so the answer, the answer to the question is, you know, smart people will say, ask the basic questions. They'll all get knocked down if they're listening. They'll be like, well, what difference does it make? I still have to go to work on Monday. I don't care what shape the earth is. I just want to feed my family, and that's exactly where they want you. They want you struggling living paycheck to paycheck in a limited world where they control you where they give you your rights that's not true we have god-given rights and nobody can take them away unless we agree to let them take so why so why the lie and the truth is they don't want you to know your true position they don't want you to know your true power they don't want you to know that there's more there's probably more land we can talk about that in a minute there's probably other civilizations there's probably many many other continents out there there's resources. We're not running out of water. We're not running out of food. We're not running out of space. I mean, Chris, you travel over the world. What do you see below you most of the time? Nothing, right? Empty space. It's empty space. right? You know, you can give every family an acre in uh, Australia, and I think half of Australia would be empty. I mean, the world, you know, they're packing us into cities, and they're saying that we're destroying the environment. All of that is not true. Yes, we shouldn't pollute and everything, but I believe that there's free energy. I know that there's free energy. I know that there's things called over unity devices and they're hiding that from us because if we had free energy. Imagine, you know, an average person didn't have to pay for heat, air conditioning or fuel for their car. Would that free them up a little bit? They could probably just farm off their land and be pretty sufficient. Trade with your neighbors. They don't want you in that situation. They want you in a situation where you have to pay, 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 you know, with money, you know, their fake money. And so it's all about control. And they're getting to the point, you know, where they may not need us uh, in the future. Now with robots and everything else. So if you look at our true history, it's astounding. It's astounding.
0: The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.
2: So why is there such a, I guess you'd call a censorship against kind of the flat earth movement? Why is it so frowned upon and everybody who believes it is kind of a crackpot sort of thing? Well,
1: that's what they want you to believe because this is literally their most important the most important deception. People like, "Dave, there's so many things, there's child trafficking and poverty and homelessness and all of this stuff, which all of it is because people don't realize where we are. People don't realize the true potential of where we are, and they're they're keeping us, you know, in that scared place where we give up our rights and they, we let them control us." So, and people are like, what about NASA and, and all the other space programs? They can't all be lying. Well, yes, they are. They're all in it together. The divisions of countries are not true. And there is some division here, but all of the big countries, all the ones with space programs, they're all in it together. But if you actually compare the space programs, Chris, yeah. the Japanese and the Chinese and the India landed on the moon, oh, my God. You look at it and you're like, South Park would reject this stuff. It's, it's horrible it's just and and you compare them there's no there's no comparison whatsoever it's absolute insanity so do you remember do you remember years ago the first untethered spacewalk out from the international space station a guy flew out in his jetpack it was absolutely amazing and this guy's flying out there crazy you have to remember that we're corkscrewing through space in four different directions at once and this guy is free flowing out here recently they gave out another uh, photo of the spacewalk, and it's the same, it's different Earth, but the same guy. It's just absolutely ridiculous. People, you know, we have these space fantasies. You're, you're a fan of Star Trek and Star Wars when growing up, right? Of course. You love all that, right? Of course. It's all space fantasy. It's to take your mind away from this amazing reality that we live in and, uh, and, Dilute it in outer space.
2: So, what about like pictures of Earth and that sort of thing? You know, you think we've, with the satellites that we've had on the outside, wouldn't they have taken some sort of a picture of this flat Earth container? Or is that impossible because you can't get further than 76 miles?
1: When people say, where's your picture of the flat Earth? I say, imagine if you had a room that was 20 miles wide. Could you take a picture of the whole room? No, you couldn't even see a half a mile down because the ceiling and the floor would merge together. And so you can't get high enough to take a picture of the whole Earth. Now, we can go up to 120,000 feet on a balloon and you can see that the horizon rises to eye level. The Earth isn't moving. It isn't spinning out from underneath that balloon and you know that it's stationary but can you get a picture of the whole earth i don't think so in 1927 universal pictures had a rotating globe on their pictures on their movies and that's before anyone ever got allegedly something into space and then in 1972 they released a picture of the earth that looks exactly just colorized like the universal Pictures. so how how did that happen right and then people say well there, there's current pictures of uh Of the earth, you know, right in 2012, we had this great picture and it shows the United States covering how much of the earth, right? right, right. And if you compare that, if you get the if you Google, um, map of the world, you'll see this one Mercator map and they actually took the exact colors and everything and just put it on a ball. So you have to believe that the rest of all of this land is on the other side of this ball. It's showing you like one 25th of the land of the whole world covering half of the globe, but where's the rest? Pretty, pretty crazy.
2: (laughs) It is totally. Yeah. Let's talk about the stars and how you can see the same stars in the winter and in the summer. and, And you can't see the North star from here and you can't see it from there. I mean, that's always kind of something interesting.
1: So in the heliocentric model, we're going around the sun. Think about this. When, uh, let's say in January, at noon, and you're on the equator, you're looking directly at the sun. You're on the side of the earth and you're looking directly at the sun, on the back side of the earth that's away from the sun, that's looking at the universe and it's nighttime because the sun is on the other side of the earth. 6 months later, you're on the other side of the sun. And so your daytime looking at the sun is looking at the rest of the universe, you know, but you can't see it because the sun is blinding you, and then people at midnight on the other side are looking at the complete other side of the universe. There should not be a single star that's the same, but we see the same stars. It's impossible. And here, here's the other thing: you know, we're corkscrewing through space. We're corkscrewing through space, going four different directions at once, going incomprehensible speeds. And if you go out tonight and take a photo of the stars at 10 p.m., midnight, whatever, and then put a note in your calendar to do the same picture, same time, the ne- a year later. Every single star will be in the exact same position. But we're corkscrewing through space, traveling four and a half billion miles, never to return to where we were before. All the other stars are moving in all their own beehive directions, but somehow we can see the same stars. Here's the thing. You want to believe that stars are these gigantic suns. You know, have you ever looked at, you know, Hey, our star is big compared to our planets, but then Beetlejuice is, you know, makes our star look like a grain of sand. And then this other one makes Beetlejuice look like a pebble. And, you know, these giant burning balls of gas in a vacuum, we kind of started to cover that gas in a vacuum doesn't really work. You know, at what point does gas collapse upon itself rather than fill the available space? Um, nobody could ever show that it does that. And the sizes and distances, if you take the time to actually do the calculations, you would realize that these stars are impossible, would be impossible to see. Without doing the math on here, because I want people to short circuit, I have tons of videos. If you go to <laughs> flattereddave.com and check my app out, there's a frequently asked questions, go to the stars section and you'll be able to see all of this. And maybe, hey, maybe you can prove the globe and win the three Bitcoins, let me know. <laughs> Our North Star, You can see it with your naked eye. It's pretty bright. It's not the brightest star in the sky. It's just the North star. It's the one that all the other stars circle around. Right. And they say it's 48 times bigger than our sun. So if you made it only 48 times farther than our sun, it would look just like our sun. Well, 48 times farther than our sun is four light hours away. Let's make it a light day away. You wouldn't be able to see it. It's too small. Let's make it a light month away. It's way too small. Let's make it a light Mm. year away. You can't even fathom what that is. they tell us it's 433 light years away and we can see it with our naked eye, it doesn't make any scientific sense. Light as it travels, spreads out and gets weaker and weaker. It doesn't stay focused laser and travel for billions of years and show up in your eye. Oh, that star might not even be there. It could have burned out a million billion years ago, but we're seeing the light from it now. That's nonsense. Light spreads out. Like when I yell, if you were a mile away, you wouldn't hear me because my voice spreads out and it gets too thin to
0: hear. Light does the same thing. It gets too thin to see. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.
2: Well, let's talk about, uh, you mentioned him earlier, let's talk about Elon Musk and, and space travel and rockets to space. Well, how does that kind of tie in with everything here?
1: Well, that's the big thing is, is you know, they when uh, Captain Cook went out to Antarctica, or, not, or, or Admiral Byrd, he said uh, he discovered more land, bigger than than the United States, filled with resources, and uh, nobody's there. No trees, no nothing. Nobody's there. And then all of the countries in the world that fight for resources agree nobody can go there. And we're going to the moon. United States says next year we're going to the moon. Right? Look over here at the light in the sky that's right there when it's in the day sky, and we're going up there. And everyone forgets about Antarctica because if we went to Antarctica. You would know that we don't live on a ball, but that's why it's highly restricted. Wait a minute, thousands of people can go there. No, you can pay ten, twenty, fifty thousand dollars to go for a couple of days. They take you to Rothschild Island or Deception Island, which one do you want to go to right? Which are little mm. islands off that little peninsula, which is bigger than some countries, and they tell you uh you know oh, you can't go there because it'll disturb the penguins or you'll you know pollute the ice. They don't want you going to the outer space so Let's go back to your question that was about Elon Musk. You know, he recently just changed his Twitter logo to X. And if you mirror it, it's the Freemason symbol. Uh, let's just call that a coincidence. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's kind of fun. Maybe, maybe he did it. Um, <laughs> and then if you actually watch their launches, they absolutely make no, no sense whatsoever. Now for the people listening, I'll describe it. It looks like a, a grain silo and a little light comes out of the bottom and it goes up slower than a balloon. And we, ha- we have cameras looking back and forth. Now, what I'm showing you here is non-edited. Now we got this little flame lifting up tens of tons. It's barely moving, edit, 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 like a movie, edit, edit. Now, if you look at it, now the engines are burning out. This thing can't be hundred feet in the ground, except when it goes to the, it's not that high. We're getting a side view from the ground there's a little smoke coming out, but the camera view from it shows it way up high. Now it's going to fall back to Earth. Now this thing's not very high. If you look at the smoke and analyze it, you'll see that it's not moving very fast. And watch the next edit. The smoke will be going half that speed. Hmm. This thing is tens of tons falling back to Earth, right? But watch when it goes. Now it's like, look, at it's up in orbit all of a sudden. This is an unedited video. Now this thing is going to Three engines are going to turn on. It's magically going to balance itself upright. Oh, it's up high again when it switches back to the camera view from it. And then three engines are going to go on. Cameraman's going to be like a superhero. He's going to go right underneath it with an edit. Okay, here's the edit. Now he's underneath. Two of the three engines are going to burn out. So now it's got one engine off kilter. Think about a Harrier jump jet trying to balance. This thing is balancing upright, and it's going to land upright with a whole bunch of CGI smoke. Ready? CGI smoke. Bam. And it lands upright. Now, anybody that can't see, and it kind (laughs) of looks a little phallic, if you will. It does. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. If we can get into all of the phallic symbols they have, it's insane. (laughs) It's absolutely insane.
2: So watching this, I mean, you you did put a fun spin on it. but So why would Elon Musk want to pull the hoax that uh, he's sending rockets off into the sky? Maybe
1: Elon Musk is just a puppet, you know, for the controllers of this world. Maybe he has no idea what's going on. And he just does what he's told. I don't know. You know, I saw a picture of him with a, a crew cut and I think there was a big scar. <laughs> like like he had brain surgery. I'm not saying that's the case. I personally, if you ask me, I don't know. Um, I think he's just a puppet for the, the controllers of this world. You know, people want to think he's the hero. He's going to save us and Twitter and this and that. You can watch his launches. You can tell that they're fake. Um, and then once you see that, once you realize that they're fake, you have to really ask yourself what's going on and who is he? You know, On my channel, D-I-T-R-H, all my stuff can be found at flatearthdave.com. Go to my YouTube channel, D-I-T-R-H. I have a lot of short videos. I recently put one out there called uh, SpaceX versus the Soyuz and showing you how they fake it and uh, you know, with their cheering crowds and everything. Uh, it's quite funny. But there's a bunch of videos. And for those of you that think this is stupid, D-I-T-R-H is my YouTube channel. It stands for Deep Inside the Rabbit Hole. All my videos are under five minutes. So just start with little ones, right? And I guarantee you'll be watching the full-length ones in no time once you realize the deception. The problem is people like to build a safe world around themselves and have a belief system. And to break that belief system is really difficult and and emotionally it's emotional. It's, you know, to realize that your whole life has been a lie, but once you get through it, it's amazing to find out where you really live and, um, to unplug yourself from this matrix.
2: And once again, you mentioned, you know, maybe Elon's being controlled by whoever's controlling the world. Who, who do you think that possibly could be? I don't want to get too far down this rabbit hole, but you're kind of insinuating that somebody's kind of an overarching overlord here.
1: Well, if you look at all of the American presidents, I think except one, they all come from a bloodline that goes back to one king. Um, and you look at the royal families, you know, of this world; they're the ones that we see that are in control. I believe that they have puppet masters too. That maybe they live beyond the shoreline of Antarctica. Maybe they live out, you know, on other lands that we don't know about. You know, Japan just this year announced that they found seven thousand new islands. What? Japan, look it up. Google it. Japan finds 7,000 new islands. OK? So when you realize that we don't even know what's here, because our maps, our GPS hides things. When you have to wrap a flat pond around a sphere, there's big swaths that would be, you know, when you try to wrap a piece of paper around a ball, there's big gum crumpled parts. Those crumpled parts are not on GPS. And so to to find them, you have to kind of not follow GPS, but everybody follows GPS, GPS and, uh, you know, and and a compass. A compass will, you know, they tell you in the southern oceans that you have to adjust your compass, right, because of magnetic declination. I don't believe there's magnetic declination like that. I believe that there's different magnetic fields. But um, if you literally just kept going in a straight line in any direction, you end up at Antarctica. No matter what direction you start out in, you end up at Antarctica. Because so think about it, you're on a big pond, go straight, you're going to hit the edge of the pond somewhere. When you get to the edge of the pond, you're not going to fall off like they want you to believe happens with a flat earth. You're going to step up onto the higher land, Antarctica, and you're going to start walking. What if after you know, a ways, you come to another pond and there's other lands out there? Hmm, Interesting, right? We don't know. We don't know. We want the right to go and explore beyond the shoreline of Antarctica.
2: So you're saying the shoreline of Antarctica is kind of the edge of this flat earth world sort of thing. And beyond that is where, what is beyond that? This is what, what
1: one of my um, other flat earth researchers called a uh, speculation station. And I'm happy to go there. Okay. So we can talk about that because there's lots of books on my app, the flat earth, sun, moon, and zodiac clock app. There's a book section and, my, and some of the books are about lands, you know, that people wrote about in the 1800s that were beyond Antarctica. There was one called the Iron Republic, a politician that was fed up, oh, was fed up with the nonsense here, bought a ship and uh, went to Antarctica and found an opening, then came through the opening, they're back out in the ocean, they were lost for a couple of months, then they saw land, they saw a city, but when they got there, it was a very advanced city, flat screens, you know, floating cars and all sorts of stuff. Um, he lived there for 10 years, and then he came back and told the story. It's pretty interesting. Whether it's true or not, it rings true to me. It doesn't matter. They're talking about more land beyond Antarctica. Hmm. And every single culture before NASA, I'm going to call NASA a culture because they're literally you know, trying to control your mind talks about a flat non-rotating earth. So I'm showing here a Mercator map and we're gonna draw a circle around um, just North America and uh, Canada and a piece of South America. And if we wipe out the rest of the map and we wrap it around a sphere, if you didn't have a way to travel to those other places, and I told you that's it, you can go anywhere you want here, but if you go to this white area, which is anywhere outside that circle, you're not allowed to go there and the military will stop you from going beyond here, right? So you would never know about Africa. You would never know about South America. You would never know about Australia because this is where you live. Mm -hmm. That's how they do it. They've taken our known world and wrapped it around a sphere. Now, I'm gonna take a a big jump into speculation station here. I love the idea, and again, I'm not claiming this is the truth, that there's other ponds like I was describing before. So what if we lived in a world where there was all of these ponds across the plain and we lived in the center of this pond right here and that white ring is Antarctica and out here are more lands. This is extraterritory. So if somebody lived out here in the extraterritory and they came to visit us in here in this inner space, what what might we call them, Chris? inner circle (laughs) an extraterrestrial oh the outer space so they're kind of always telling us the truth but then again they did the same thing they cut out antarctica they wrapped it around a sphere and they said nobody is allowed to go to this little white dot on the bottom of the sphere you're not allowed to go there therefore this is all we know about and what is that that is a prison for your mind i call the heliocentric system the matrix for your mind because if you can't think broadly, your your thoughts are limited. Your thoughts create your reality, and they don't want you to know that. They want you stuck here living in fear, living in lack, living paycheck to paycheck, abiding by their rules. You know, soon they're going to try to lock us down into 15-minute cities, and people that think that that's a conspiracy theory, they're already doing it. They're already testing it in the UK. I believe in Ohio they're testing it. They're, they're testing 15-minute cities. Have you heard about that? I have not. 15-minute cities is you're only allowed to travel 15 minutes from where you live. And if you go farther and they switch us to the central bank digital currency, which is all digital money, uh, your money will not work outside of that 15-minute circle. Chris, this is insanity, but this is the written plan. Look up Agenda 2030. They want us all living in cities. They want us all, you know, 15-minute cities. They don't want us owning cars, right? They're building buildings now. Before, you're like, oh, you want to build a building that has this much retail and 50 apartments and everything? Oh, you have to have 180 parking spaces. Now they're like, ah, you need 20 parking spots. Why? Because they want people not to be able to have cars. Hmm. They want people all packed in. Nobody has a car. They'll just be, you know, electric cars, Ubers, and, uh, whatever but they and that that won't oh you get in a car like hey take me over to you know so and so's house oh sorry that's out of your limit we, we can't take you any farther than here again it's all about control and once people realize that we don't live on a spinning ball flying through an infinite universe you know where an asteroid could take us out we're running out of food running out of land running out of everything then people unplug from the matrix we have the ability to take this world back and until people know where they are you can't fight a fight if you don't understand what the fight is it's kind of a spiritual war because they're literally coming after our souls and if you don't know that they know it that's why they're trying to win but if everybody just holds their position and understands where they live chris i think we can turn
0: this whole thing around overnight
2: Let me ask you a question, though, about about the congressional UFO hearings and all that sort of thing. Does that kind of tie in with what you're talking about as well?
1: Absolutely. Again, you know, um, allegedly Werner von Braun, the Nazi scientist that was brought over in the alleged Project Paperclip, and uh, he was the one that founded NASA. Right? We got a Russian scientist, a rocket scientist, you know, from the fake space race, running NASA. It's all fake. It's all a show. He on his deathbed, he told his secretary allegedly that. You know, first they're going to have you know a wars uh, with terrorists and wars from rogue nations, and he said the final card will be the fake alien invasion because Ronald Reagan cued us up with his famous speech where he said, "Wouldn't we all forget our petty differences if we were uh, had to face a force from outside of this world?" Right. And so we've all been programmed. Everyone's like, "Of course, there's mo- there's aliens out there," but. If there was some sort of fake alien invasion, every, we could say all the world would unite. And guess what? All the countries would unite because guess what? They already are united. They just the people don't realize that. All of the rulers are working together. Now they got their one world government, their one world currency, their one world religion, and everybody on the CD, on the central bank digital currencies. Now we're we're slaves. We can't let this happen. Aliens are not what they say. There may be extraterrestrials. I believe they're here walking among us. Chris for all I know you may be from the outer lands you may not even know it okay so you'd be technically an extraterrestrial right. i think we're it's a big melting pot in here and you know we're coming from all over the place so that's what they want they want people living in fear and who knows if they'll be able to pull it off i think too many people know about it already for them to actually pull it off successfully
2: well, I mean, yeah, it is interesting that they just, like, why now, after all these years starting to discuss it and talk about it, it always seems to me that this is going to lead to something else. You know, it's a cover-up for something, or it's an introduction. It's kind of a a soft release into letting people know what's going to be going on with these extraterrestrials over the next 5, 10 years, et cetera, et cetera.
1: Think about this. If extraterrestrials came from other planets, which went around other stars, and let's say, by chance, there's an advanced race that is – on a planet that's orbiting the closest star to us other than the sun, you know, our sun is supposedly a star. So it's on the closest planet. The closest star, closest planet, and it's, it's uh, they're the ones that are gonna come invade. The closest star is four and a half light years. That translates to 25 trillion miles. Hmm. 25 trillion miles. Well, how far is that? Let's think about it. Do you know how long one trillion seconds is, Chris? I don't. Wanna take a guess? I'll give you a Bitcoin if you guess it within, a month? 100 years. Very close. 31,000 years. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. 31,000. No one gets it right, by the way. 31,000 yeah. years. So a trillion seconds. Let that sink in. 31,000 years. So you and I get in a rocket ship, we're traveling a mile per second, which no one's ever gone that fast. And we travel for 31,000 years. We are 124th of the way to the closest star. We got to do that 24 more times. Wow. But let's say, you know what? You say, hey, Dave, you know your rocket ship stinks. Uh, I've got a great rocket ship. It goes a hundred thousand miles an hour, unfathomable. All right, we get in. It's only going to take us twenty-eight thousand years to get to Jeez. the closest star, and all of the other ones are magnitudes and magnitudes farther than that close neighbor that we have. Are you kidding me? And we can scientifically prove that you can't see these stars. That that all the stars are fixed in the firmament. They do not change their positions, other than the wandering stars, which we now call planets so for someone to come for that far to crash in roswell versus just coming from 10 20,000 miles away you know from another pond across the plane in a conventional aircraft or an electrostatic aircraft you know a flying disc which we have that technology if there are extraterrestrials i kind of think there are they're coming from the outer lands across the plane the extra terra One of them is insane and scientifically impossible in a scientifically impossible space vacuum. You can't have high pressure next to pressure, and low pressure next to no pressure, right? What does a rocket push off of? You know, a propeller in the water pushes off the water. A jet pushes off the air. What does a rocket push off of in space? Nothing. There's nothing. There's no propulsion. But they want you to believe, oh, I don't even know their story. It's, it's, It's ridiculous. Anything that's here is here other life is here there may be stuff underneath us
2: maybe all Last right, to start to wind down here Um, uh, you you made a note of mentioning the ocean gate and whether that actually had happened or not what's your theories on that you're talking about the the submarine that was underwater looking for the titanic and that sort of thing
1: yeah so uh, it's funny that it's called ocean gate you know just like watergate and you know whenever you see you know, uh, somebody, a politician or somebody getting dragged through the coals like Nixon did, you you kind of wonder what was really going on. And uh, I don't know if you li- listen to Crow Triple Seven Radio. Anyone that's listening. Great, great show. He just had a, uh, a guy on that was talking about where Nixon was trying to exp- trying to end the CIA. And so they literally they water gated them. So we got Ocean Gate. And during Ocean Gate, well, we had Hunter's laptop, which dropped out of the news, and uh, Epstein and uh, JP Morgan's emails got released, and one and a half million of them accidentally got deleted. But that doesn't matter. And there was like a couple other big things that are happening in the news. It's just a distraction. Uh. Let me ask you a question, Chris. You're a billionaire. You're a billionaire, and you're fascinated with the Titanic. I'm going to put you in a metal box, underwater, very dangerous. Or you could stay on your luxury yacht and we could just watch it on a big screen TV there while you have cocktails. Which one is it going to be?
2: Well, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: like, there's no reason to go down there. And then, you know, and then the controversy oh, they knew it before the search and rescue happened. They knew that they were all dead. It's just gravy for people to argue and fight over. Now, if you know the story about the Titanic and, you know, how. It was sunk on purpose, and it was to, so they can put the Federal Reserve into, into play. And they had all the bankers that were against it were on that. That's an interesting story, also. And and maybe that uh the some of the previous explorations that were down there were finding that the I believe they sank it by explosions from inside the ship. So they're seeing that it exploded from inside and not an iceberg. And they basically want to ban all exploration down there because they don't want anybody really exposing you know, what happened, because if you expose what happened to Titanic, it'll unwind all the way to the Federal Reserve. Okay. And the people in the Federal Reserve are the real controllers of this world.
2: Lots to unbox here. And I guess the last question I want to ask you, Dave, is is this actually something that you have on your notes, which makes sense to me. Why does the shape of the earth even matter?
1: Yeah, Chris, you know, flat is not a shape. People, well, there's hills and valleys and mountains and, and all sorts of stuff. It's, clearly, testably, and provably a level horizontal plane. All horizontals are parallel. On a ball, no horizontals are parallel. You put a horizontal line and then hold it out to the horizon, it's parallel with the horizon. right? But on a ball, none of that works. None of it works. Hmm. So why does it matter? Was that the question? Why does it matter?
2: Yeah. Why, is it, why does it matter either way?
1: Yeah. Again, we kind of, we kind of touched on it. It's because... If you don't know where you are, if you don't know who you are, you don't know your true power, you're not going to win. You're going to be led around like a sheep with a nose ring. You're not going to reach your true potential because if people reach their true potential, then uh, the controllers of this world, the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds and above and all the royal families, we wouldn't we wouldn't be so cooperative. <laughs> we wouldn't allow it. So, again, it is really important. There's so many big people that are start that are that know about flat earth. Some of them are coming out. You know, are you familiar with Stu Peters? You're you're a guy that looks into truth, right? Stu Peters. I, I don't know Stu Peters, though. No, but tell me, Stu, Stu Peters. He's got a big truth, uh, truth network. Huge. He's huge, like Alex Jones. Um, they know. You know, both of them, Alex and and Stu, both know that the earth is flat. And Peggy Hall, for those of you in the health freedom industry, she knows the earth is flat. And there's famous actors. Uh, you know that are on television shows that you like, some of them, maybe one of them that was in a, a series about a bar and it had a spinoff of his own series. He knows the earth is flat without mentioning any names. There is tons and tons of people coming up and we're literally at the tipping point. Just like one big person that could come out and you know make a comment that doesn't care because you know Kyrie Irving came out and he had to walk it back and Shaq came out and he had to walk it back. It's literally one tweet away. From going mainstream but with or without that one big tweet you know tucker carlson the other day said he made a comment about flat earth and he goes hey don't get me wrong he goes show me proof of flat earth and i'll amplify it tucker we've got proof of flat earth <laughs> come talk to us <laughs> we have absolute proof we can see too far period we can see too far
2: well man like i said dave it's always an interesting conversation with you and lots of stuff to rationalize and unpack like i said but also too. All of the the information is at your fingertips if you want to check it out, people listening right now. If you want to delve more into it, there's a lot of different places you can go to check out some of the the information that's out there about all these different topics. The best place is flatearthdave.com.
1: It takes you to my website. I have an app. It's $3. Don't freak out. Don't You don't need the app, um, but everybody loves the app. And uh, the app is connecting people. I showed you the friend finder before. You can actually meet up with people. People, people have literally gotten married because of that. People have found people to work <laughs> with and all sorts of stuff. But all the questions and answers, everything is answered in there. I have the frequently asked questions page, flat earthdave.com. Check out my socials there. And then on there, scroll down to where it says Flat Earth Crash Course. And there's a list of Um, documentaries in there, you know, there are some of them are 45 minutes, hour, hour and a half. Turn off Netflix for a week and watch one of those each night. I guarantee you can't watch three of them before rejecting the globe. A hundred percent guaranteed. It's scientifically impossible to watch three of those and
2: remain a globe believer. (laughs) All right, man. That's your challenge, everybody. All right, Dave. Thanks, dude. We'll talk to you again soon. I'm sure. All right. Thanks, Chris. See ya.